stuff. Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined by my co-host, brother, and partner in stupidity, Holden. Hello. Uh, Each week on Funny Stuff, we take a look at a different comedy special, and we talk about it for your listening pleasure. Don't you dare say it. Don't you dare say it. I was trying to avoid this. I'm going to give a little bit of context. No, don't. (laughs) Before we jump into the special this week, Holden... Do you have a current hyperfixation? <laughs> yes, I do. My current hyperfixation is the game Castle Crashers. Uh, Still? Yeah. I, I've i been doing a long, long playthrough of this. Um, so a little while ago, I was looking for a game to play with some of my coworkers. I should say work friends because they're more than just co- Like, I'm actually friends with them. <laughs> so some of my friends from work. Uh, we were trying to find a game, and uh, someone suggested Castle Crashers, and it wasn't too expensive on Steam. And I said, fuck it, why not? I'll play some Castle Crashers. Um, and ever since then, I've just been really enjoying playing it. You know, we were playing where there were four of us playing, and uh, we kind of stopped doing that, but I still wanted to play Castle Crashers, so I've been doing a lot of solo playthroughs of the game. I used to always play Castle Crashers like wanting a very well-rounded character, but I decided in my more recent playthroughs of like, why don't I just do like characters that are specifically really good at one thing. So like my first solo playthrough I ever beat ever of castle crashers, uh, was recently. And I had him, I had that night specifically go for strength. So like no magic, no agility, like just strength and defense. And now I'm on a different character who I am specking mostly just magic. Um, and I made the the dumb decision of, of um, wanting to unlock all the characters in that game, which does require me to play insane mode, which is very difficult. It's worse than early game. I'm like level 45 and I have like two maxed out stats on one character on my first character for insane mode. And I'm still dying a lot. Uh, if I'm not mistaken... We do also have this on our uh, trusty old PS3, and we I believe do. you were the one that bought it. I was. I remember playing it. Th- fucking A, dude. What? Your mustache caught the light. I, I forget about <laughs> it. I live in blissful ignorance in a world where you don't have it. I have a mustache now. And um, I just caught the light when you were leaning your head back, and I was reminded of it. Because I just, I just, I guess I haven't looked at your face that much today. Man, I this is this is the suffering, this is the Griffin suffering episode. And we haven't even talked, gotten to what the fucking ha- special. We haven't even gotten to the we special. Gonna have to, um, yeah, I have a mustache right now, and I'd just like to throw a little shout-out to uh, Rizzy. I was getting a tattoo from them uh, yesterday, and they complimented me on my mustache. Thanks, Rizzy. Anyway. Love you, homie. Uh, I remember playing through it and liking it because it was a beat-em-up, and oh, I yeah. was like kind of into it. And I, like, I think it was one of those things where I was like, I beat it once. I wanted to take a break from it, and I and then I wanted to try another character, and that was maybe ten years ago. I wouldn't say ten years ago. Dude, that game s- is old. Yeah, but like when I bought it, it wasn't ten years ago. Maybe I, do I don't know. remember playing that game on like the neighborhood kids' Xboxes mm-hmm. um, when it like first came out, and like watching them finish the game and being like so impressed. Though. I can't think of that game because it's, you know, another Newgrounds-inspired or, like, it was a game on Newgrounds or whatever. Yeah, it was... It was uh, uh, but I'm thinking of Alien Hominid, obviously. Well, yeah, the aliens from Alien Hominid are in Castle Crashers and you can unlock it and, like, no play shit. as one. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, it depends on the version. I think in like on like the version we have on the PlayStation, you have to like buy it. It's like a DLC. Character. Or you can't buy it anymore because the fucking the oh, yeah, PlayStation, PlayStation store, is store is gone. Uh, anyway, what did we watch this week, Holden? We watched Bob the Drag Queen, suspiciously large woman, which I think is a brilliant title. It is a very very good title. Uh, how about uh, can we get a little context? Sure. Uh, Bob the Drag Queen, Suspiciously Large Woman, was filmed in Atlanta, Georgia in 2017. This is her first stand-up special. It is post-winning season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race. Before that, here's the thing about drag queens. A lot of them basically are like, um, they're they're performers. So they dance, they do the, the limp, lip sync is a, a thing that like all, it's like a drag staple. It's like you're gonna see them lip sync to whatever song but a lot of them when they host like events they'll be you know funny so i'm sure she's had like plenty of experience like hosting drag events like just throughout her very long drag career being the host of an event and just being funny and it is it is to say like it's less like jokes in this special yeah that was definitely something like because okay which isn't a bad thing i very much i would like to to front to uh preface preface thank you to preface this by saying i thoroughly enjoyed this i did too it was very interesting because she was absolutely not a typical stand-up comedian like absolutely the fuck not and i think that was really wonderful because it was a nice change of pace from what we're used to and i I know we talk a lot about like introspection and kind of goofs and like this is almost like a third category that we haven't yet classified because the thing is is that she made a lot of i'm trying to i'm trying to think how to put this she is an incredibly talented performer. She knows how to tell jokes. She's incredibly funny. I didn't get a lot of the jokes because a lot of it was local humor. Yeah. A lot of it was kind of topical stuff. And I do not have my finger on the pulse of pop culture now. I definitely didn't in 2016. Yeah. Um, it's it's pop culture for, Jesus, 2017 was five years ago. Yeah, dude. Pop culture for five years ago. So, um, And uh, a lot of stuff about like gay culture, the likes of which I am not exposed to. Because I am exposed to a very specific type of gay culture. A lot of my friends are bi or lesbians. Yeah, we don't have many in our like core group. We don't have any, not any, but we don't have many like just straight up and down gay dudes. I also have not ever seen like a drag show. And that is something I am very much trying to change. Yeah, I wanted to see... I, I haven't seen a uh, a drag show, but I have, like... I'm not, like, super into drag. Like, I like drag. I think it's very fun. I think it's a very cool art form. Mm-hmm. I like that there's so many different versions of it. Like, you know, it's, like... So there are forms of drag that's more avant-garde, less trying to look like a woman, and more just sort of, like, an art piece. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, trying to look like a woman. I have a uh, tremendous amount of respect for drag and drag artists. I've never seen a drag show in person but i'm like tangentially there like i've seen a good chunk of uh drag race our mom used to watch a shit ton of drag race i don't know if she still does i've you know i've seen yeah i'm also not very familiar with drag culture i do know like on a somewhat personal level a couple of drag queens like i have some like a co a former co-worker of mine is a drag queen uh, a friend of mine from high school is a, is a drag queen. That Instagram you, is one of the best Instagrams of all time. Yeah, uh, my my friend, uh, giving, him, giving him a shout out. I don't know if he's listening. I hope he is because I want him to hear myself because I think he's cool. Uh, Nick Spinelli, my friend, uh, known as E Licks Her 
on such Insta. a good drag name such a good drag name and it's like all dark and gothy and shit and like i love horror drag yeah horror drag which also is what my old co-worker tom he told me his oh my god i know tom he told me his drag name once when i was like asking him about being a drag queen i cannot remember it for the life of me i when i first met him i was getting my hair dyed by him and uh he was like talking about something and i was like oh he's talking about drag that makes sense for who he is as a person <laughs> all, all of that to say as kind of an outsider this was still an incredibly enjoyable special even though i know this is also not a very typical drag show if i'm not mistaken uh from what i can tell it's it's not yeah because th- this, w- this drag, was drag shows like have more than one queen and if they have one queen it's not like an or long, if I'm mm. not mistaken, I could be really fucking wrong. Right yeah, now. we're take take anything we say about drag culture with a grain of salt because we don't we don't know a whole lot. But this is something that I want to know more about, and I just simply haven't gone and looked into yet. Big time appreciator. Yes, very much so. Like I, I have a lot of respect for it because it's you know the, the very there's no drag queen I've ever seen that's not insanely talented in like multiple things. Yeah, and like. The makeup alone, like, the I've makeup. tried to do, anytime I try and do eyeliner on myself, I fuck it up, like, yeah. every single time. It takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of effort, and it takes a lot of, like, natural talent, and, like, drag queens have, like, my utmost respect, even though I'm kind of ignorant about the, about the culture. But, again, all that to say, as an outsider, this was still very enjoyable. Because, this, again, if I'm not mistaken, this was less a drag show and more a drag queen doing stand-up, which is a little atypical. Yeah. But I think it's also really awesome and kind of a cool thing to break the mold for both drag fans and comedy fans like us. Like, I want to kind of circle back to what you were saying about how she didn't really tell jokes. In a sense. In, in a it wasn't, sense. It's not that she didn't tell jokes. It's that she didn't have very typical jokes. It was. It's more... So, this special, I feel like, is less... You know, like a John Mulaney or even like like any of the other comedians we've covered so far on this show. It's more of a where it's like set up punchline standard kind of like joke or story set up story, story, punchline resolution. Yeah. It's more like genuinely watching this is like watching someone who's naturally funny have a conversation with a person, except that person is their is them. That's a really good way of putting it because like i when you pointed it out i realized she she told she talked about like her life and growing up a little bit but she didn't like tell stories like yeah. she didn't she and like that's just something i didn't even realize until you just pointed it out because that's just so atypical of what i'm used to for comedy i'm so used to you know like your john Mullaney's or your bill hicks's where it's much more like a story they're telling, or even like Mike Rabigley is kind of an extreme example because he's literally a storyteller. But like they are telling the stories and the story is the build up to the punchline. And that you you are 100% right. This was very much like watching someone having a conversation, which is kind of what makes it fascinating because Bob Dragqueen is incredibly charming, incredibly charismatic, oh, yeah. and incredibly funny. And Again, a- I might not have gotten a lot of the humor because it was references to, like, local stuff and drag culture and gay culture that I'm not super familiar with, but she has an undeniable charisma. She won RuPaul's Drag Race. That's not nothing. Yeah. She is, top of the line, an absolutely incredible performer, without a doubt. In the beginning of the special, it actually go like, you see how much work is actually going into this special. So, at the start of, like, the actual show, she's carried out in a throne by, and I'm quoting her, four white homosexuals that she bought on eBay. 
they're wearing like robes, um, and they have you know when you carry when a royal person is carried in like a movie on like a throne, they have like the poles and shit. So they carry her up to the stage, and she pulls the mic out of her purse, which is fucking genius. What's really funny is that like they're wearing the guy the four white homosexuals she bought on eBay are um they're wearing like they're wearing regular sneakers. Are they really? I didn't yeah. notice that. No, That's I funny. noticed because like I'm because it like bothers me. I find it funny. I don't know what when you see this like kind of costume and then people are just wearing normal ass shoes. Hey man, sometimes sometimes it works. Sometimes it works. Not even sometimes it works. Sometimes you just kind of have to sacrifice a little bit of the costuming for comfort. Well, yeah, obviously. You like see people at like cons. Bro, you're talking. Like, you're talking to a theater and film performer. I know you got it. Like, well, I'm talking about like specifically like cosplayers and cons. And stuff. Well, yeah, like, absolutely. You'll see like someone dressed as like Jack Skellington and they're wearing like Vans. <laughs> Although, depending on the van, that could work. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So at the beginning, like you see, she's like teaching the four white homosexuals she bought on eBay what to do um, with the carrying her in the throne. She and when she's doing that, she's got like her makeup done halfway. Have you ever seen anyone doing like extreme contour and it's before they blend anything and it looks like they just have like stripes painted on their face? That's what she looks like at this point, um, and it's very weird. Every time I've seen so many, every time I see someone. <laughs> Like, bef- like the midpoint of doing extreme contour makeup, I think it's like you ever see someone get like a, a skin fade in their hair? Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's like if you stop now, this is bad. <laughs> like if you stop before the blending, you're going to have a big time problem. <laughs> like I went to get my hair cut forever ago and one of the dudes, the dude who cut my hair was getting his hair cut too and he stopped and he was in the middle of getting a skin fade. So he gets mine done. And he, like, makes a joke. He's like, what do you think of my hair, man? Should I keep it like this? And I was like, what? What do you mean? And he was like, I was in the middle of getting my hair done when you came in. And I was like, sorry, bro. And I was like, yeah, you should keep it. <laughs> um, she's, like, still wearing her makeup. And, like, it, it just seeing the step-by-step of her going from, like, because you see her no makeup, not in costume. I think she's wearing, like, a fucking tank top and sweatpants. And then after, like, 30, after, like, a minute 30... Of these little, like, showing all the work that goes in. Like, going over what she's going to say while she's doing her makeup. Getting the music set. Talking with assistants and camera people. Teaching the four white homosexuals she bought on eBay what to do. And then, like, her coming out and she's in her full get-up. Which is, like, a black rhinestone jumpsuit with, like, a, a black uh, what the a blazer and, like, long black hair wig. Uh... Very heavy on the black and, and the sparkles. Looked great. Wonderful outfit. Yeah. Black, black lipstick, black eyeliner and eyeshadow and shit. She looked the great. giant fucking fake lashes mm-hmm. that look like if you blink too hard, you're going to fucking knock someone over. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, she brought out her uh, she brought up her family who were in the audience. And it was just a yeah. very, very sweet thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the comedy comes less from her like telling jokey jokes or telling stories and much more from her just being like a naturally funny person because she I'm sure it seemed very real was the thing. I know I don't know if we talk about that a lot, but that's something that I know we've talked about off the podcast that it was a very real performance. This was very truthful and very much her just kind of being her like, yeah, obviously had she had pre pre written material, but she was also like 
doing a shitload of crowd work and really, really yeah. good crowd work. I've said it so many times. I really appreciate crowd work. Maybe I haven't said it so many times on the show. I've said it a lot in my life. I love crowd work. I think crowd work is great. Yeah, she was doing crowd work like every five minutes or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. She was constantly like asking people their name and like teasing them a little bit, but also just kind of riffing on anything they gave her. Yeah. Improv is hard, man. Improv Coming up with hard. you got to be like genuinely funny to make good improv, and you, you don't always. Um, improv is hard. Improv is improv hard. is hard. So uh, anyway, I'd like to ask you, Holden, about your favorite and least favorite bits of the show. But first, got to take an ad break. We got to take that ad break. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast, and he can't figure it out. Like, he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hey gang, Griffin here. Are you interested in two absolutely unhinged motherfuckers delving the deep, dark depths of what Reddit has to offer? Looking for the craziest, weirdest, most ridiculous stuff they can find and cracking jokes all the way? Then you'll probably love Lend Me Your Rears. Join hosts Casey and Alex as they gaze into Reddit's abyss and laugh all the way through their descent into madness. Lend Me Your Rears. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. Uh, so, anyway, let's just jump right into it. Uh, Holden, I-, I think I know what your answer for favorite bit is. So, we're going to start with least favorite bit. What was your least favorite bit? I'll say that my least favorite bit is all the local humor. I think local humor is good for smaller shows. Like, if I did a show at a comedy club in, like, Point Pleasant, and I did a lot of local humor about our town and, like, the whole area, that's fine. But, like, if it's a show that's going to be have a little bit more of a wide release, it's not that you shouldn't do local humor. I think you should keep local humor to, like, a minimum. I might have talked about this in our Hannibal Burris episode, but there's a special of Hannibal Burris um, where he, he makes the joke at the start of, uh, I hope you guys like local humor because I'm doing all Chicago-based jokes. <laughs> and then he did, like, a few things that were, like, very chicago base he was like uh what's up with linda from portillo's like really low like hyper local stuff of, like, <laughs> this one chick who works at this deli or whatever portillo's is i've never been i don't know but like i don't really love i think local humor is kind of hard to make funny even for people who live in the area mm-hmm. like i know you remember it but i'm gonna just do you remember going to see that christmas carol show down south with that Dayana was in. Do you remember the bad, bad local humor they were doing I, in that? I try my best to not think about it at all. We're gonna go on a brief tangent because this was fucking awful. It was a dog sh- like Christmas Carol. I, I don't know if I like. It's tired. It's fucking tired. Christmas Carol is a little tired, and there's very few ways of doing it originally. The, the, but like the main two, 
Two of my favorite Christmas movies are Scrooged and Muppet Christmas Carol, which oh, yeah. is my absolute favorite. They're the only good Christmas Carol stories anymore. But like it was just it was just it was bad, y'all. Very brief tangent. Last winter we went to an outdoor show of a Christmas Carol that our little sister was in, and we went there to be good brothers and support her. And she did great. She yeah, kicked ass. I think I literally a great performer. I I think I literally said to her after the show was over, I was like that <laughs> that show sucked, but you were great because that show was just painfully bad. I think we did actually. Just, no, we definitely did because in the first in the first. Uh, oh yeah, act, we we hit him with the funny stuff. Yeah, we hit him with funny stuff a couple times, and like I. I try to have good theater etiquette. I I did not that day. I See, did not. it was hard to be not an asshole during that because it was outside at night in like the middle of December. So it was fucking frigid. I was wearing like I was wearing a he- pretty hefty sweatshirt and then a heavy jacket over that sweatshirt, a hat and scarf and everything, gloves. And I was still freezing my fucking nuts off. Like, just bat. Like, don't do nighttime. If you're gonna do outdoor theater in the winter, do it in the morning, where the sun is shining and at least you can get a little bit of like warmth. Don't do it at night, you fucking morons. Back on track. I don't even think I got to the point with that little. Tangent. You didn't. You didn't at all. There was really shitty local humor in it, like local to New Jersey, not really local to like even our county. That wasn't even our county. Right? Yeah, that was in Smithville, dog. Yeah. But like locally, local New Jersey humor, like there was a, a joke about uh, Easy Pass with um, is it Murray, the partner, business partner, whatever. But there was like some local New Jersey humor and like it wasn't good at all. So that's what I was getting at. It's like local humor is kind of hard to make good even when you are a local. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a similar note, I don't think I have like a specific least favorite bit. Mm. Um. There was just a lot that I didn't get, and that's on me because, like, there was a lot. Because I've, I've emphasized this a lot. I'm not super well versed in drag culture, despite having all queer friends. I'm not very well versed in like gay culture, and I'm not from Atlanta. So, like, there was a lot I didn't get, but I don't think there was a bit that a specific bit that was really like that's my least favorite. That's not funny because even those jokes that I didn't get were well done and well told. That's the thing. They weren't like harped on at all. So no. It'd be like a very quick like she she went like she bounced around from yeah, topic she, to topic a bunch. Yeah. Like she was still coherent and still very followable. She was a, a mile a minute, but it was it was pretty fucking still pretty good. Um, yeah, no, I can't emphasize like I don't have a least favorite bit, even though there was stuff I I can't even say I didn't like it because I just I just didn't get it. Yeah, I would just say that the local humor being my least favorite, it just comes from I don't really like local humor either. Like just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a very cheap way of getting laughs. Mm-hmm. Of like, write a barely good joke about something these people know about. It's very lowbrow shit to me. Uh, so, <laughs> I think I know what your favorite bit was, and I think it was my favorite bit, because we both, like, choked laughing. Oh, my throat kind of hurts a little bit, because I, like, wheeze, cough, <laughs> laughed. You know, when it's, like, really aggressive. Uh, and that was her closer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Where she went something like, uh, where she she talked about, and it was the only time she actually got like dirty. She said fuck a lot, but it, this was the only time she talked. She was got like dirty, and she talked about blowjobs. And my dude, it. I, she started by saying, "Straight women, your gay friends, like the best advice you can get from your gay friends is not fashion advice. It's not any, you know, it's not like 
It's not. It's blowjob technique. That's that's the best thing you can. That's what. And I'm gonna reiterate: if you're a straight woman listening to this and you have a gay friend, learn how to suck dick from him because I'm sure he's fucking amazing at it. I am deeply uncomfortable <laughs> with the content of this episode. I'm going back in time and giving myself a content warning. Anyway. <laughs> It was like there. There was one line that specifically killed us. Oh, and like okay, I, I want to preface this. I want to preface this. I am a bit of a prude, but that's only because I kind of I kind of joke about it. I am asexual. She said a line about how it should be like eating buffalo wings, <laughs> <laughs> and that just fucking knocked Holden and I out of our goddamn seats. I won't spoil the rest of the joke because oh, I, so I think this is one I recommend. Funny. But like, and yeah, it was like. I think that really kind of exemplifies what we've been talking about a lot this episode with how she doesn't really tell jokes. She is just an incredibly, a naturally incredibly funny person. And her delivery, the way that she describes shit, just perfect. Absolute. Absolute. My brain just stopped working. Yeah, it looked like it. Very good. How about that? So, Holden. Yes. Out of ten... How many white homosexuals that Bob the Drag Queen bought on eBay would you give this special? I would definitely give it a nine. Nine? I would say nine. I okay. A, I laughed pretty thoroughly. I'm going to give this a seven and a half. Okay. A seven and a half. Not because I didn't like it, just because there was a lot I didn't get. Mm-hmm. So that limited my personal enjoyment. However, she is she's a very competent and very, very good comedian with a very unique style. So I might not have loved all the jokes, but like I I cannot fault her for being a, a bad comedian because she is absolutely not. Well that uh wraps up our coverage of the uh comedy special. But before we end the episode, Griffin, what is the funniest thing you heard saw did experienced all week? Okay. So two thousands babies, listen up. Do you remember the Ultimate Love Songs Collection? No. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't think so. Okay, so for those of you who might be missing context, you know it. You've seen it. If you grew up in the 2000s, you know what I'm talking about. I can't remember it, bro. Why don't you I'm, enlighten I, me? I'm going to enlighten you. So it's this, this like, CD package right. of all these, like, love songs. It's got, like, Michael Bolton and Cindy Crawford. And it was just this, it was like a, uh, you would call in and you would, Order the CD. It was like before the internet was really a place you could order shit. Oh my god, I, I, I'm fig- I'm struggling how to explain it. But if you know what, I'm, the it's ultimate a CD collection of love songs, the ultimate love song collection, or whatever. Point is, and it's a, this is actually very prudent because this happened at DragCon, but there was a, um, there was a drag queen named Maddie Morphosis who did a lip sync of that commercial. <laughs> so like it would be. It, it was it great. was fucking incredible, dude. I saw this on TikTok. Um, I'm sure you could find this if you look this up, like Maddie Morphis's Ultimate Love Song Collection. Um, she goes back and forth from like being the narrator to lip syncing the actual songs. That's really cool. It was absolutely fucking incredible. So that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it and you're able to laugh with us, if not laugh at us. Uh, you can find the podcast on the Twitters and the Instagrams. You can find us on Twitter at Pod Funny Stuff, and you can find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. That's P-O-D. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, or recommendations, feel free to email us at 
funnystuff.pod at gmail.com. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at holdenmcneil.biopunk, and you can find me on Twitter at donutdaddy. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at skeleton underscore trash 27 and on Twitter at GriffinPaulH, uh, capital G, P, and H. And join us next week when we cover Christina P's Netflix special, Mom Jeans. Once again, thank you so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.